Thank you for listening to Lone Star Community Radio. This program was broadcasted and recorded live from the LSCR studios in downtown Conroe, Texas. Lone Star Community Radio is supported by listeners like you. Donate and sponsor today. For more information on getting involved with Lone Star Community Radio, contact us at lscrstudios at gmail.com or visit us online at www.irlonestar.com. All right, you're listening to Morning's Lone Star on irlonestar.com worldwide and Connors FM 104.5, 106.1. If you're hearing this voice, that means we are live in the studio with 307 Departure. We are a little late. That was my fault. I was kind of setting everything up. Typical rock and roll lifestyle happening over here on Mornings with Lone Star. But uh, they are in the studio, and we are here. If you, We're also on YouTube, Facebook Live. Just look up Lone Star Community Radio. 307 Departure is, I don't really know how to describe music today in any way because all the genres are mixing together, so I don't really know. I just know that they sound tight, So <laughs> meaning like they sound good. And they they actually all seem like they know what they're doing, which is nice because you when we'll you go that. when you when you that's pretty, that's, yeah that's good I like well that. it kind of <laughs> it, it all depends on when you go see people live today that's the way I, mm-hmm. I judge people and you guys are actually playing live tomorrow in Houston that's, that's right I think it's a fifteen dollar door uh, ticket yeah 15, I believe fifteen twenty at the door and, um, and several bands and yeah, you guys are just few. rocking it's our, out it's our Valentine's Rock Riot we're kind of doing like a pre Valentine's weekend show at BFE yeah. a venue that we play at pretty frequently. It's it's just kind of one of those deals where even if you're a Valentine or an anti-Valentine, you can come on out and just hang out and have a good time, listen to some good music. Well, you know, I, I, there's so much to talk about, and I encourage everybody to check out their Spotify. I put a link in the description below for the, all the social media and also the Spotify. Y'all had a, y'all released an EP not too long ago, I would say, right? It was like a year ago. About a year ago, yeah. Right, yeah, in and, November. And you guys are constantly touring, or doing stuff. Y'all actually tour like all around the country almost, right? Yeah, uh, last year in February, we did a tour around just a few states with Trapped, the band Trapped. They're pretty popular back in like the early 2000s, kind of coming back on the rise now. Um, And that was a ton of fun. We did uh, a Wyoming, like a northern tour back to where our hometown was with Lucid Illusions a couple years ago. And this will actually be the first time we're talking about this, but we're planning on doing it again this year. We're going to be going up north for a couple dates with the Southwest Rising Stars Tour, and we're going to go up there and do a date in Colorado and then do some of our own dates up in Wyoming and some respective spots up there. All right, folks, if you're uh, listening on the radio, we have Kellen Moore and Grayson Moore in the studio, and I believe the drummer is actually working this morning. Mm-hmm. That's right. They yeah. are a three-piece band, 307 Departure. And again, like the only way I can describe it is, like I said, y'all, are, y'all sound tight, meaning like everyone knows what they're doing. But also, I think what I like about it, it has this 80s feel to it, and I can't put my thumb on why I feel that way. Well, I I'm I'm really glad you brought up the like the kind of the cohesiveness and the yeah. tightness of our music because that's something that that both Grayson and I have have really had instilled into us by our dad was like if you guys are going to kind of do this and you're going to do the music, it has to be more than good. It has to be great. And in order to yeah. have great music, especially coming to live shows, it has to be really cohesive. It almost it almost can't have any variables, if that makes sense, other than just your own respective personality like everything else is down to a science almost except for just like a comment here or there or you know some crowd work yeah well i mean especially for people wanting to come back because people Mm -hmm. you have to leave that impression for them and they're like they sound really good that means every time i see them they sound really good they know what they're doing and it's going to be a good show that's right that's very it's very rare to have that in a band like a local band, I would yeah, say. Exactly, yeah. And then, especially with uh, when I, I imagine when you get more popular, 
and then you also have more people around you. There's more control over what you guys are doing. And right now, it's basically just you guys. Are you literally like the guys in the van traveling around? Or? I mean, it's honestly, it's kind of hard to explain. Because uh, so you said s- trapped, and I'm like, okay, I know who those guys yeah, are. Our, our family, you know, we've all kind of, we have immense support from our family and our yeah. friends that all have come Well, you know why, this. right? Because they know you're talented, and like, they're going to make us a lot of money. So we <laughs> yeah. gotta, we got, right. And we got to put in the work. With the help they gave us, they get a big cut at yeah. the end. Yeah, got to put in the work. But, but yeah, we've had a lot, of, a lot of people join on that just want to help because they want to see us succeed. Yeah. And that's something that we really, really and appreciate. That's, that's not just family. That's we we have some friends as well who you know we we met in just recent years and now have become very, very close and and almost an integral part of what we do because they they love they not only love us but they love the music that and they love the art that we're creating and you know to have that support group alone is amazing. And then I you know I really have to give kudos to my dad a lot because my dad is like he's one of those guys that like competition sets a fire in his gut and he's like i want to see you succeed as as much as i possibly can and so he set us up with with so many people and he's just he you know he almost works himself to the bone trying to just get us more opportunities and and well i feel like that's what the grind like when people say it's a grind that's what the grind is is the opportunity part and so again i want to remind folks where exactly are you playing tomorrow bfe rock club in cyprus okay uh well it's i say cyprus it's uh What's that? What's 1960? Yeah. 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 It's, Road, it's, on the, it's on the west side of 249? Yeah, 249. Jones yeah. Road around yeah, there. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I know, um, I know where that is. I don't have the exact address on hand, but yeah, it's a, it's a pretty popular venue amongst kind of the, the rock scene. But yeah, it's over in I'll just, on Just Jones check Road. out your Facebook. It's right there. Yeah, oh, it's, yes, there's a bunch of posts yeah. on yeah. Facebook, Instagram. I'm sure there's an event up and everything. So. Yeah, we have reminders on Instagram too. So there's a lot of pain. It looks like it sounds like a good time. It's going to be really, really fun, we hope. I mean, this is... We, we do headliner shows every once in a while, but it's not something that we do very often just because, I mean, there, there's only there's only a few venues that we headline at from here to there. Yeah. Um, but when we do a headliner show, we like to try and, you know, spice it up so it's not just like, hey, 307's coming to play. It's like, 307's coming to play this, and it's got, like, a title, and people kind of feel more enticed to come to it if there's, like, a gimmick, I feel well, like. See, oh, yeah. especially with the lineup y'all have, because y'all, I mean, I'll have several options going on with bands. Oh, yeah. And then, like, that makes me want to go longer. Absolutely. Where it's like, oh, this is all, kind of an all-day kind of thing almost. We we so. like to kind of keep things, you know, we want to keep things in the same vein, but at the same time, we have no opposition to diversity and in, in sound and genre and, and all of that. We just want good bands that will play good music and yeah. that enjoy the good time. And so, I, uh, of course, all the bands on this ticket, I got to give huge kudos because they're all super talented bands. We've got some coming out of Austin, um, and they're all just super nice people, and They've been super cooperative, like throughout the whole booking process. That's something that you you deal with almost every day in the band business. Is like the booking and, and keeping people consistent is really really hard because schedules change a lot. Well, but, that's why I was I was impressed by your your brother over here. He he actually has a notebook. That's right. And yeah, I right. was like, this guy has yo you're, you're, you're oh that's what you want to go get mm-hmm. okay yeah. And yeah. I'm like, what's the deal with the notebook guys? People have phones. Notes notes apps take up storage. <laughs> that's uh, that's why we have notebooks. Oh wow! So y'all wrote that. Y'all wrote that many it's notes. It's kind of like it's kind of like taking a picture, you know, where you like you think, oh, I should take a picture of this, and by the time you get your phone out to like, you know, take you a picture of it, it's pictures. gone. You yeah. know, like a firework, right? It's kind of how our notebook thing is. Is if I think, okay, I need to write it in my notebook. Yeah, it's something that's a little different, and it it keeps me active on the. Okay. It's a place of I retention. Respect that. I respect that. A place of retention. You know, uh, I do have to ask because I have no idea really about how I got heard of it for you guys was through a friend. And he's like, hey, 
you have bands on your show. I'm like, I have anyone on my show. I don't really care. <laughs> yeah. on my show. And he's like, well, I know this band that's really good. And I'm like, okay, cool. Anyone, I like good people. That's cool. So I don't really know that much about you. I just heard, heard through a friend. I've yeah. heard your music. You're on Spotify. I was like, oh, these, these guys are legit. And uh, they sound, the whoever produced your album did a good job because I listen to a lot of music, different types of music. Mm-hmm. And you can definitely tell who produced, who's a producer and who's like, oh, this guy. Just, it's just turning knobs. Definitely. Kind of like me. See, I'm not a producer. I'm trying to like, I'm just want to make sure people can hear it first. I would call this production. I would definitely call this a production for sure. Oh, well, yeah. But it's, I mean, well, I mean it, music is different because we're trying to play good music. Right. And, okay. Uh, okay. Well, I mean, I, so, we, we have a lot of really amazing like people that have been brought on to work on the albums. Nowhere Land was uh, kind of a, a group project with a guy named Danny Saber from Los Angeles. He has. He's worked with the Rolling Stones and Ozzy Osbourne and a bunch of really, really big names back in the 70s, 80s, 90s. And so he he kind of, maybe not on the mixing side, but more on the idea side, gave us a really clear idea of like kind of where we wanted to take our songs on the first EP. Yeah, I like Anita, I like Anita P and Say It. Those are my two. Yeah, those are, I like those are the crowd favorites. Yeah, they're, they're upbeat and they're good. And mm-hmm. then, like I said, it's tight. Absolutely. So... Uh, but uh, how old are you guys? I gotta ask. I I just turned eighteen this last November. So oh, happy birthday! I'm Thank you. And I, I'll be twenty next month. Okay. So does that present any problems where y'all go to play? Well, sometimes. It, it, yeah, it used to. You know, that was early on. That was really hard to get booking shows because when we started, I was twelve, thirteen years old. Yeah. They're like, we're not gonna have kids come and play mm-hmm. in the bar, and then we had. <laughs> You know, a couple a couple local rock We're not bars have kids. I like it. gave us the chance. Yeah, I, and you know, again, just kudos to everybody who's made it happen. It's one of those things. It was it was kind of almost exactly like he said, just a deal of like until they were used to us and they like didn't know what three hundred seven was. Like, you can kind of understand from a certain point being like, oh yeah, my. 14 and 13 year old son want to come play at your bar versus like hey we have a band that is going to come play and then we played and then now people are kind of more used to us so we can kind of go around a little more and play some different places plus we're getting to the age now where we can yeah we're well I, I always wondered that because i remember one time i was visiting my best friend in austin and he's he goes oh hey i forgot i have tickets to this concert and I was, but like so can you just hang out i was like yeah cool whatever and then I, so i was like expecting him back at like 2 a.m or yeah. whatever he comes back at like 10 He's like, oh, it turns out the headliner was 16, and so the place had to close early what? because he wasn't old enough to like play past. I think it was some rapper or something That's like hilarious. that. Oh well, yeah, and it could be. Something I want. To do with I think it was. Laws. I honestly think it was Tyler the Creator. Oh this really? Is, this is way back. This is way back. Wow. Yeah, and, that would have been. That would have been probably. But they found out he would. I guess they have some rule at the place where, like, if the performers this. It, like all it, you know, age they have to shut the place down after he's done, or like what? they his mute the concert stops. They can stay open, but the like, I will eh. say this: um, when we went to go visit Danny Saber in the Riding of Nowhere Land, we of course went up and saw all the the tourist attractions in L.A. and we went up to the Sunset Strip. And I can attest for a fact that they will not let you step foot on premises unless you are 21. No matter what. We tried to just go into the whiskey to get a picture on like the mural wall in the Whiskey a Go Go, and they were like, "Nope, won't do it." My dad had to go in and get us shirts from the whiskey. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but I mean that's a good thing. I like that they're doing their job and they're kind of because there is some problems that arise from that, just having young kids there. But I mean, our crowds especially do a really, really good job about respecting the venues and respecting yeah. the promoters. I mean, BFE Rock Club was one of those places when we were really young that gave us a chance, and and we still play there to this day. So well, I think that's what's uh, right now. Y'all have that opportunity where to shock people because you're like, holy, mm-hmm. like you're you just turn eighteen and y'all sound like because what I'm saying when you hear it. 
the age isn't there. Like you don't, there's, there isn't even an age question. It's just like, oh, these guys are good. So I appreciate that. that I mean, I, I really do remember at a, at a time when we were younger, I would say maybe around the, the writing of the test, not the release of it, but the writing of it. I was probably 16 years old. And I mean, to me, right, it sounds like I've, I used to write so juvenile and sing so juvenile. Like it was just like very I totally young. agree. The test is the first single, it's, by the way. People don't know. Yeah. So the test, the test is actually our second single. single. Scream, single. Scream It Out is our first single. Oh, okay. Uh, it, it had a re-release. That's why it, it oh. probably shows up with a later date. It's kind of yeah. tucked in a weird spot on our Spotify. But okay. uh, but when the test was kind of conceived, I remember when we, were, when we released the test, I was like, I love this song, but I, I kind of just want to like grow it up a little bit more and then nowhere land came out and it was kind of in the same vein like i was like i love this music and of course pop punk is very dear to my heart but i wanted something kind of a little more from it and so now in in recent times we're kind of leaning more towards like a, a heavier maybe grungier sound i wouldn't say maybe full-on like that's what i'm saying i don't know right? well, all the was, genres yeah. are kind that, of mixing together that was so. something we got told a lot with our live shows is um people are like you guys are just you know a mile a minute going go fast, go hard, you know, rock music the whole time. They're like, we need something to mellow us out. And I think that's kind of what our next album is kind of gearing towards is just kind of like what, how philosophical can we get? Yeah, that first thing's first. At at 20. That, yeah. Right. Because, I mean, we listen, I mean, my the majority of my listening time goes to probably like Avenged Sevenfold and System of a Down and all that stuff. And while I love that music, like, I don't think that's necessarily where we fit in, like, in, we can do that and we love doing that. It's fun to do, but... Personally, I think I really like where we're sitting right now with our with our new album. No, I think it's great because it's going to be kind of like like he said, it's it's slower, but it doesn't have any less rock value to it. Like it's still going to be very driven and very like heavy, but also not like I, I don't know how to describe it. You know what I mean? You're just going to have to hear it for yourself when it comes out. Okay, so. when's that coming out? No release date in mind. <laughs> so as so of you right literally now. haven't written anything about well, it. Well, in that notebook, if I took that notebook, it's I'm... pretty well conceived. Well, it's, actually, it's a secret here. Well, I mean, you you can't really see any details from there, but here we go. Um, <laughs> there's a chopping block list on that page. Okay. Yeah, we're trying to get a full length album. Oh, okay. Ten, twelve songs yeah. in the mix. And that is hard. That's very difficult. It's very hard because. Something that you, something that I would honestly, I'm glad we're getting a chance to talk about this in so much depth because usually when we do interviews, they're pretty short. Um, well, I'm a deep guy. Uh, absolutely, <laughs> I love it. So Nowhere Land was actually written and composed and recorded and produced in a very like, I guess, kind of stitch it together mentality where it wasn't on purpose, but we just wanted to get something out so yeah. bad that. We, I, I'm pretty sure all the guitar takes were taken either in our studio at home or Danny's garage in California. Um, all of the vocals were done either in Danny's garage, which I say garage. It's not just like a dingy garage. It's like a studio garage. But in his garage it's or always a garage. our studio, it's like it, it was like padded floors. Well, I know, and like but that's what I'm saying. It's like everyone goes into their garage it's like, it's, like, I can make this into a studio. It's like, you know, we don't really, people don't really have their basements anymore, like their man cave kind yeah. of thing. That's kind of That's like a Northeastern thing, though. It is. Yeah, right. we don't have, yeah, there's no basements down yeah. here. In, in Wyoming, everyone's got a basement, but no basements here. But everything was done in a different place and kind of stitched together. And then the final mixes were all done by somebody in Dallas by the name of OZ, who he's a super awesome sound engineer, super great, you know, mixing engineer. Yeah. And, and then it got put together. And I, like I said, I love that album. And I think it was really, really good work for our first kind of rattle out of the box with, with trying to put together a selection of songs and do it the professional way, quote unquote. But I think the next album will be a, a very large step up in terms of, professionality, mix quality, and just the whole nine yards, songwriting, everything. 
So. Okay. I mean, I guess. Yeah. Some, yeah, right. some, no. some like. Are that. you you just sleep a lot and dream and then boom? That's him. Yeah. You're the sleeper. Hey. Yeah, you look like the sleeper. He's the I sleeper. am definitely the sleeper. This is earliest I've been up since I graduated. <laughs> oh man, that's right. yeah. Where, where did y'all go to school? Montgomery High School. High school. Yeah. Okay. I just uh, graduated my senior year a semester early. And so. I graduated in 2022, so two years how, ago. How did you graduate early? Just I took a I couple, wanna... couple dual credit classes okay. over, the, yeah. over the summer. Yeah, because I, I mean, that's kind of one of those things that y'all are at that point, I imagine, where you go full force because some of y'all still have to, like, you just graduate, so you're mm-hmm. still taking that's care right. of that. And then what about the drummer? What about the loser that's not here? He is. Uh, he's going to Blinn right now. Yes. Um, so he's, he's older than y'all. He's 21. Josh is twenty one. Yeah. Okay. Oh, great. And so he's he's enrolled in Blinn College. I'm not exactly sure off the top of my head his major. But have you asked him to buy you beer? Um, that's illegal. Just to let you guys know, it's illegal. Uh, yeah. Um, plead the fifth. We're in a. Plead hey, the I'm fifth. just kidding. I'm kidding. But no, Josh is a great guy, and uh, I'm enrolled at Lone Star. Just okay. I'm doing some online classes for a business degree. Yeah. Uh, and then I'm sure he'll he'll probably I'll enroll be, yeah, at some next point. semester. Probably. I just, I decided to take this, you know, beginning of the year to focus as much energy mm-hmm. and brain power into the band as we could. Go as all I in. Could, at least. As, you, as you put it, go all well, Yeah, that's what I mean. Y'all are, are right there kind of lining up with the, with that schedule in a, in a sense, yeah. in the life schedule. It's very tough. I mean, I, I teach music kind of on the side, like just to kids, like guitar and vocals and, and things like that. And it's, I'm I'm very fortunate for the scenarios that I that I I kind of set myself up for because um, the people I work for are super super nice and they understand and they know kind of the situation that we're in with the band. So well, they're it's pretty almost lenient. like they if they if they believe it, they're like latched on as if they are part of it. Essentially, yeah. yeah I like to think that you know you just gotta you gotta hook them. I don't want to. I don't want to sit here and be like, "Oh, I, I get special treatment because everybody gets that kind of treatment." Yeah. You know, Every, everyone has their own personal things and they take everything seriously. But I think you're kind of right at a certain point where it's like, they kind of have a belief in me because I went to the school that I work at. Actually, I we both went there and learned guitar, and he learned bass there, and and now I work there. And so I think they genuinely do have like a slight or a good belief in us. Yeah. And so when I tell them, you know, I've got to go and take you know, a couple days for a tour or a couple days for a show here or there, it's no skin off their nose because they know that I'm not, you know, just blowing them off and not going to work. They know I'm, I'm going to do just some other kind of work. Yeah. So. What, uh, so do you guys plan on playing around here? Have y'all played around here a lot? Or is it more of Houston? Because you said you got, you got a show for St. Patrick's Day, I believe, in, uh, in Katy. That's mm-hmm. right, yeah. And then, so, so well, people want to look at your tour, like to give, us, give them an idea of where y'all want to play. Well, okay. you know, local shows, it's it's kind of interesting because there's not, you know, like a, a venue down here in Montgomery, Conroe area. that For like, rock. For, for rock. For, for punk. For rock. And That's the best way of putting that's it. That's a real good rock. way to put oh, it. No, I, I literally had this conversation last Sunday with a group. that We did a, we wanted to do a fundraiser over at uh, oh, Sawyer yeah. Park. And mm-hmm. I was amazed at how many musicians were there because they were, but it's all country. If there's anybody yes. out there listening, this is a problem. We need a rock I, venue. No, and I we had, would love to play anywhere. Yeah. It, Anyone who would take us, we have our own sound equipment. We can bring whatever whatever's needed. We would love to play anywhere. You want us to play your backyard? Hey, we'll play your so backyard. I like that idea. Uh, yeah, and we actually I talked about this with those, the folks over there. Uh, there was a musician I met named David Grace, and he is more of a blues country. Not really country, but blues. I call it like John Mayer kind of okay. love-making yeah. music okay. kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. But he even said, he's like, I grew up with all these guys. 
and they're all country singers. Like, I don't want to be a country singer. I want to be this person. Mm-hmm. But you can't really do that around here because everything's country. Yeah, like, I mean, uh, you kind of have to do some adventuring out to kind of – well, I say, you know, adventuring out. For us, it's adventuring in. Like, you kind of have to go to the outskirts or Houston itself. Well, Houston has a great punk scene. It uh, does. Right. Um, we are we are not really involved in, like, the underground punk scene. Like, uh, the real, like, kind of bustling and vibrant one. We hope to at I some point. I forgot where I went a while back. This is, like, I don't know. I mean, a lot of years the, ago, you had a password to get in. Like numbers, Bohemio. Yeah, yeah. One of those things. Numbers, yeah. Bohemio is the end. All that stuff. Yeah. They're really cool venues, and and I like how much energy that the crowds and the bands that go there and play bring to it. So I, we're definitely not opposed to yeah. being like a part of that. But like, what was even more wild about that place is you had to have the password, and then you had to know the exact change to give the doorman. Mm. Oh, so it was like sixty three cents, but it had to be you know like two pennies, you know this. Yeah, kind that's kind of cool. They could like really sniff so, you out. Yeah, yeah, it was. Okay, yeah, one of my buddies was a huge punk guy. Like just, I mean, well, yeah, loved to sniff out the poser. Like he, yeah. well, I I called him a poser because he had a, he had an outfit. Like he would wear certain clothes oh, when yeah. he go to the concert. I'm like, in the whole point of, point of being punk is to be you. So I think why that, are you wearing like special shoes that you keep in your closet for punk shows? I go, that's not punk. I but think like, I think that, that that could be slightly punk. That's that's something that guy could like, he was it's like battle armor. You know? Yeah, battle armor. <laughs> yeah, because I mean I won't sit here and say that like you know I, I mean I all through high school got called emo, but I mean all oh, I no, did was it, wear black clothes and like now I I have certain things that I'll wear to shows. Like I mean like even I just for like punk social was events. No one you don't care. That was well, kind of punk. You're, yeah. you're yourself. I mean. But also, I think punk is more kind of just like that nature of like knowing who you are and like yeah. kind of being your own your own person and not letting you know other people do the thinking for you. Like I think that's what I really closely associate to punk yeah. with is like you you are your own mind. You should use your own mind and kind of you know don't don't become a hive mind kind of yeah. thing. Like Rage Against the Machine talks a lot about that. And now um, now they're part of the hive mind. Yeah, a little yeah, bit, man. a little bit. But then like the Descendants and stuff was super you, you awesome. You know what's so funny to me about that Rage Against the Machine? It's like it's so easy to not do that because you like you know for the first three fourths of their career they've been you know raging against the machine and the all they so had to hard, do they became the machine. Well, all they had to do is just not say anything. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, like, but I guess they go. We're so used to talking to the everybody. It's like we gotta say something. Like no. This is, this is I your, mean, I hate just... I hate talking malicious, but at a certain point, just when you when you talk that much to yeah. so many people about the <laughs> same thing, eventually you just go crazy and like kind of just lose yeah. your mind on that I thing. Like, it was just so, funny to me. It's like, guys, all you had to do is just be quiet. Yeah, just keep playing the music. Yeah. But but no, I think that like you know bands like the Descendants and you know Black Flag and uh, the Adolescents and people like yeah. that that are like that real kind of old school punk. I think that seems like the most raw kind of punk energy yeah. to me because that's what that was was just like it was some teenagers that wanted to be their own people and not like you know they were like this isn't just a phase mom like they wanted to be different than their parents were and they wanted to be more angsty and rebellious and and they found their own people in that and then punk became kind of the stereotype it was yeah oh, well it's it's it, it, it's kind of interesting because you have certain bands like the replacements and then uh there's another one on top of my head i can't think of but it, it doesn't. It sounds more folky pop, uh, punk. Yeah, folk it, punk is a huge thing. We love the Dropkick Murphys. Huge yeah, folk yes. punk oh, band. Yeah. And but it's almost what it, what happens. I feel like is that specific musician only really knows how to play a certain way, and so he in his mind he's punk, but what comes out of his body is like I, it's not like I I don't know how to do. It. I know how to play folk music. So, but I still have that punk mentality. Yeah. So I speak I speak folk, but I, I mean punk. 
I, think, I don't put it. I'm, not, I'm trying to figure out how I'm, I'm trying to. And I think it. I, I really like how you know. I mean, there's a lot of really hot takes that a lot of musicians give on the music scene these days. But what I really, really love is how everything has kind of become this like, well, just throw it in the bowl. Let's see what like <laughs> genres really aren't like as restrictive as they used to be. Like as much as I sit here and say that our new album is going to be kind of grungy or kind of heavy or whatever, yeah. I sit here and say at the end of the day, it'll probably just get slapped under the alternative category. Yeah. Like it's. It's so open to interpretation these days. So kind of going back to what you were saying, like folk punk is a huge thing. Dropkick Murphys, uh, Floggin' Molly. I, like yeah. we love bands like that because we're we have a lot of Irish blood in our family. Oh, and okay. So I love Ireland. I've and things concerned Ireland, like that stuff. And folk punk has its its place, and especially when it comes to like addressing certain issues belonging to the country. Like I would even go as far to say that. Zombie by the Cranberries could even be considered slightly folk punk because it was about kind of some some wars that were happening mm-hmm. between England and Ireland at the time. And in my opinion, that's a real good take on something that was genuinely happening at the time and it was well received by the world. So that's folk punk in my opinion. As long as it's got some decent ground to stand on and it's kind of, you know, it's got to have the essence of wherever you came from. You know, if you're doing folk punk, it's got to have folk involved into it. So, but... You know, I love that stuff, and I think it's a really cool way to kind of play on not only your culture but also your love for music. Yeah, and it's, so. well, yeah, because it, it really does come down to the the writer who writes most of it. Do they all work together? Or? Yeah, it's a group project. We've gotten our, you know, we've gotten Josh a little more involved now that um, when we released our first album, he wasn't quite on yet. We got him the beginning of January 2022. Was he like already, a water boy or something? What was he doing? Yeah, kind of like he was. He was uh he was actually drumming with another band for a while and uh, when we when we finally were like okay we need to start looking for another drummer to go play some live shows I I knew this girl from a vocal teacher that we had both went to at one point and or both of us meeting me and Grayson and this girl also went we met her one day when we met one of the producers we worked with I Rock which huge shout out to I Rock wouldn't be sitting here if it weren't for him Does everyone have one name? In the I don't industry? know. I think, is that, I think I, I've said like three people in the industry, well, music yeah, industry, they have one name. Is that what? It's just cool that one. One name is super cool. <laughs> yeah. Super two <laughs> names, and if you get two cool names, like who's the guy it's in like, Dallas? It's like a rank. Who's the guy? Who's the mixer in Dallas? Who's Oz? Yeah, just Oz. Yeah. One yeah, name. I mean, right, a lot cool. of people have like an alias too, which is kind of cool. Makes things easy. I mean, I I know a lot of O'Briens, but I I only know one Oz. I only That's know true. one Oz. But I we knew this girl, and I, I knew that their drummer was pretty cool. He was a young guy, like kind of you know fresher on the scene. So I called her, and I was like, you know, how how was he as a drummer? I know you guys aren't together anymore because they they had moved to California. So I was like, how is he as a drummer? And she said he's the best drummer that I've ever met and ever had behind the kit. And I would go as far to say that I agree because that man never once has given us less than 100% at any show that we've been to. He always wants to be involved. I mean, even when I called him to yesterday and he told me he wasn't going to be able to be here, he was like so mad and like so upset with himself because he was like, I'm going to I'm gonna see what I can do. And I was like, Josh, don't get yourself fired yeah, from your We can call him. You want to call him? We could give him a call. Oh, well, he's <laughs> probably at work now. I know. Let's call him there. while it works. See so we get him in trouble. Maybe we could maybe get him on the phone. I'm just kidding. We don't. I wouldn't want to do it. I wouldn't want to. Do it. You have a show tomorrow. I don't want to get him in trouble. No. And he's he's a. You know how bad attitude his would be if he got fired today and he's like, oh, oh I have to go play tomorrow. Thanks I don't know. You ever met Josh? Like bad attitude. <laughs> bad attitude. You got to really doesn't, push Josh. Well, it's not. Like it's him, not bad. Yeah. It's more of you know. He'd have like depression. Up, like an upset attitude. Yeah, right. Like he yeah. would just be like bummed. But well, that's the worst thing. Uh, I imagine one of the most challenging parts of playing live 
is keeping your spirits high or in the groove of giving a good show because say your cat died or something and you're like I'm just not feeling it. Yeah. Today. I mean there's definitely times where you you know you'll have a show or even like I, I would say practice and like rehearsal is definitely a lot more where that shows through because you'll have a really long day and you're like man I just want to you know sit down and kick my feet up and watch some TV or something like just kind of relax but then you know you know you have a job to do and if you want things to to be good and tight and cohesive got to keep everything polished and in ship shape so if you don't practice the show won't be as good and then as far as shows i think that usually what happens is you'll have a day if you're feeling off and then when you get to the venue and the venue kind of starts getting some life in it it, it kind of knocks that yeah, out. yeah i imagine that too or a krispy kreme donut or something yeah, yeah that always does the trick too um blue powerade for something me to, yeah, yeah. my go in the mood for like it's it's time to go you know we got a rocket today a blue powerade will instantly make me really? feel better about anything yeah that's i love weird. Blue powerade. Yeah, better than gatorade that's tenfold. really weird it's a key for him yeah better than gatorade so well, I know. Better. I get you. I feel that you believe that. I'm specific uh, about it. I'm super specific I, I, about it. And now you're excited about it. Mm-hmm. We, guess what? We don't have any Blue Powerade here. Darn well, it. Well, we could go it. to 300 Bowl. There's Blue Powerade Ooh. on tap. We'll so. Oh, it's on tap? Yeah, it's on That's tap. That's nice. So go back to 300 Bowl. Yeah. I love it. Dollar Games on Monday is awesome. It's um, so good. I don't know if it's that Is anymore. it Monday anymore? No, it's. I think it's... Three, oh man, now you got three dollar games on Monday. I don't. Remember. I don't know. They have some deal that you can go in on Monday and you can get like a bunch of games for like a couple bucks. Super yeah. awesome. I don't want to get them in trouble, time. but yeah, like something like it's just. I think it was Monday. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, don't quote me on that. But right, but they had something that was cool. Yeah, like, 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 I know they have three dollar Sunday mornings. That might have been it. And they have three dollar Tuesdays. That something like something that. They, like they change that. it up. But my dad, my dad back in uh, I don't pay you know, for anything. There, in like so the eighties and nineties was a huge bowler. Like he has he has his own uh, ball and everything oh, at yeah. home. But we we just like to go bowling because it's fun. It's recreation. Something we can go out and yeah, do. I love bowling. And, and I mean, it's just everything's so expensive nowadays that three hundred bowl is affordable. So we go. there. It is kind of wild thinking about that because like even going to concerts, that whole world jumps because like the local venues. Because I remember in Houston. Some of my favorite venues, like I didn't mind paying the five, ten dollars, but when it hit like twenty five dollars, I was like, "Does that come mm-hmm. with the drink?" Like, yeah, that... no kidding. Because I know, like at Dosido, Dosido has a system there, which is respectful, like respectable. Like I like what they do; they bring great artists. But you're paying a hundred dollars plus a ticket, right? But that includes a that includes a meal, and I'm, I'm guessing that's just the market they want to be in here locally. There's a couple shows that you pay for, like you like your show tomorrow. I think it was, I saw it was fifteen dollars or twenty dollars at the door. I think that's it's a right. uh, ten for people over twenty one and fifteen for minors. Okay. Oh, so right. minors can go. Yeah, yes. it's all ages. It's all ages. But um, kind of going going off of what you said, just talking about like ticket prices and everything like that. We try really really hard, you know, with whatever weight we have to be like, you know, we don't want to gouge people out of money for tickets. Right. And like, and like I would. Show, Why not? But, well, I mean, it's not about not the not, money not to saying us. like bump up the price. It's like. Hey, we're here performing, so how are we making money? No, for sure, right. and that's that's definitely a thought that you always want to take on. But at the Unless end of the day, it's about, it's something. about like spreading the spreading the music yeah, and we really make sure the our, our boxes are checked for sure. But it's we really try and pay it back because like a lot of our people listening to our music could be my age, could be younger. It's hard for them to go to shows like this one, for example. It's a little bit earlier. We start around like. We, you have, like, doors like five doors bands. Doors open at, like, 6.30 or something. Don't you have, like, doors five bands? Doors are at 5. Yeah, yeah music starts We have five bands starting yeah. at 6.30. So that makes sense. Um, but and like, if they suck, you get a new one. You're like, you're out of here, guys. <laughs> get out of here. Well, we yeah, have... We, we try and make it as accessible as possible for, for anybody to come and see us. 
And then the ones, the ones usually that the only ones that kind of start to get more on the expensive side as far as our ticket prices go is when we're playing with like a national band or if we're yeah. playing with somebody who's got a little bit bigger name, they usually want to charge a little bit more for the tickets, which I get at a certain point. I would. And it's and that show at that not. point kind of isn't about us at a certain it is, but it isn't, you know, we're just going to open up for somebody well, or whatever. And I think what a lot of people don't realize too, especially like your your show tomorrow, you have five bands. That's right. So the variety adds a premium to it because mm-hmm. most of the time you're seeing one band and you get one inter- one experience. Right. And now you're getting five experiences for a pro- like a for good price. 10, 15 bucks. A lot of people complain about festivals, especially like there, there's a huge country festival coming here. Chili biggest Fest. biggest Texas fest. Oh, biggest mm. Texas. Yeah, so, I think uh, I know a guy playing on that. I think his name's Garrison Nunn. Well, yeah. Well, let's check. We got the let's, list right here. No, but anyway, we'll... <laughs> well, no, but people are like, man, $400 for a ticket for a three-day weekend. I'm like, yeah, look how many bands you get to yeah. see. Yeah. And it's three days. And it's 40 bucks for three days? No, it's uh, I think it was 400 Oh, okay. For three days, but I was like, but it's like still, a but it's a festival package, yeah. so you're going to be there all day. You can see probably twenty bands, twenty plus bands on a big stage. On a too. B- yeah, and plus you get to see Dwight Yoakam, which is pretty ball. That's super awesome because really I love some Dwight Yoakam. We do too. And Field uh, is one of our like yeah, favorite country it, songs. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. Big, Shout I, out to my I, uncle I, Aaron, man. Shout yeah, out to I was trying to I was trying to convince my friends is like y'all need to come just see Dwight Yoakam because it's going to be a party. Because people don't realize he's the guy in the beginning of Wedding Crashers. So I don't know if you've ever seen that movie. Y'all need to watch I it. Did. Owen Wilson and... Uh, uh, Vince Vaughn. Yeah, Vince, Vince Vaughn. Vaughn. Yeah, I, I did. But the opening scene is where they're doing their mediation because that was their job where it's between a, hus- like a divorcing husband and wife and he plays the husband. And when I tell people oh, that, I was like, nice. that's Dwight Yoakam. And they're like, what? Wait, the singer? I'm like, yeah. I mean, that's he's so a, funny. That's hilarious. So that opening scene gave me a lot of cred for my convincing to start listening to Dwight that's Yoakam. That's cool. Oh, yeah. we, I like... I like Dwight Yoakam. Um, I I obviously don't listen to him extensively. Yeah. But like like I said, just he just a puts ago, on a good show. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I have seen some live footage of him, and and like I was saying, shout out to my uncle Aaron. We we used to listen to Streets of Bakersfield all the time because it's a, uh, it's Dwight Yoakam and then Buck Owens. I want to say like one of it's some of the old country legends kind of like getting together and, well, and I, throwing down on a track. You know, you said you guys are working on a new album, and mm-hmm. you guys have. I, I put your social media on there, and that's where y'all kind of post all your tour dates and everything right. coming up. And the summer's coming up, so I imagine there's, you, like you said, you have probably a big tour coming up that's not in the area are actually going. You know, yeah, we're going to go out for a little bit during the, the month of June. Yeah. And then, uh, so what else is going on? Um, so we've got, the we're playing up in Huntsville the 30th of March. 28th, we're at Warehouse Midtown. Um, they're, they're, merging it was warehouse live yeah in houston they closed down yeah. right and now they're they're joining with rise rooftop that's becoming a it's a warehouse live midtown where, they're doing the mid-time, uh right. they're doing breakout thursdays i think is what they're calling it and we're going to be with lucid illusions in kenton place up in uh up in downtown houston it's going to be a killer show that venue is so, so that's fun. march 30th that's march the 28th. 28th and then the 30th we are at uh 12th, 12th street bar, bar in mm. huntsville okay and then uh, April twelfth, we're back at BFE with Primer, which is they reached out to us, and I actually they, they gave us a really nice compliment that they they said out of all the bands they were they were playing with, they were excited to see us, and I was like I they were like really hoping to get us yeah. on the ticket, and yeah. they reached out with a with a nice message, and so we're excited to play with those guys, and then uh, I know we got a couple more. In well, there. Yes, yeah, um, May fourth, we're playing Carmen's birthday, Carmen yeah. Barreto at uh, the Wild Wildcatter Saloon, and then we start our tour June eighth. So we start oh, yeah, with a Houston right. date here. It's going to be at Acadia Bar and Grill. Um, we go south to South Padre. We're playing. I is this? 
This is okay. South Padre, we're playing Longboards Bar and Grill, and then um, Colorado press- is Herman's Hideaway. Colorado, we then we hike it up north. Oh, jeez. Yeah, it's gonna be a couple days going up there, but um. But are y'all putting this on online anywhere so people? Yes, can- oh, we will be putting it on our Instagram and Facebook. Good. We are. We have a big show schedule that we're but- working on right now, but I mean, yeah. a lot of these dates that, especially with the ones going up out of state, have been, you know, kind of created in the last week. Yeah, the yeah, Warehouse Live one sounds. Because I haven't been there in a long time. Warehouse Live, so like like he was saying, the actual venue, the, the old gone. Warehouse Live is gone. is no more. Right. And rest in peace to the old Warehouse Live. Have a lot of really good memories there. We had some awesome shows there. Um, but the merge that they're doing with Rise Rooftop is really, really cool. And I think it's going to kind of drive some more of the rock traffic to Rise Rooftop. Because Rise Rooftop, from what I know, I mean, they've done rock concerts, but they're more of a, like, a club. Is it's it like the, a, is it, oh, yeah, because I'm trying to look it up. Is like it the club. one in Midtown? Yes. Yeah. Because there's two different Warehouse Lives. So it's Warehouse Live Midtown. Yeah. But okay. you can also probably still find it under Rise Rooftop. Yeah. But okay, it's basically like, is. it's like a, it's like a penthouse building. <laughs> Yeah. That's awesome. It's but it's really also cool. on it's also on street level. Like I don't know how to explain it, but you go in up these like stairs and then you go inside and there's a big stage and it's just like a big hall. That's where I kinda said it's like a club. Yeah, it's got we the were, two like double decker. Yeah, it looks tight. We were there it's for cool. the hometown for the holidays, um, the ninety four five the buzz show. Um, and that was like one of the first big, big rock shows I've seen there. I know I know there's been a couple bands that have played there, but that was like a there was a lot of bands on that ticket. So it was a good it was a good scene for the rock scene right like it was a good it was a good show yeah got to see a lot of rock yeah. music i, I kind of want to go to that one when you are there it you definitely should fun. and everybody listening should also do that yes yeah. we will like we like i said we will post all of these on social media so you can get all of these dates there will be a big old show thingy going up right. probably and we'll, the next we'll put days. flyers up for each yeah. individual date as well as they as they appear okay um, yeah. so yeah well, that's cool, guys. Well, thank you so much for coming in. I know thank you for uh, having us. It's been yes, really. I've been. Much. It's a uh, kind of fun to meet people like you because the music's actually good, and a lot of times I like get disappointed because such like, a huge compliment. Thank you. Yeah, so, it really, does it really a means a lot. It's just fun. Us, yeah, I like that kind of stuff. I encourage everyone to check out Three Hundred Seven Departure on. I uh, put the Spotify, but you can, they're also on other stuff. You can find. You have a YouTube channel. Y'all have Instagram, yep, all that kind on. of stuff. And they're Everything working on a new right. album. They're going to be putting tour dates up in the local and also country area, like Colorado and things like that. Right. So if you live in those areas or like travel there, look them up. And then, uh, yeah, guys, thank you so much for coming in. Can't wait to uh, see you guys again. Maybe they'll get the full band together. Yeah, Absolutely. And uh, you've been listening to Mornings of Lone Star here on IRLoneStar.com, guys. We're going to get back to the regular programming. I'll see you guys later. From the beginning, the main.